Greetings, this is James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio, and he said he's Stargate. We're on uh, so many so many channels. Just type in he said he's Stargate, and one of them will pop up. But, you know, we're on YouTube, Rumble, VMO, he said he's Stargate TV, uh, God knows how many. So, anyway, uh, yeah, and if you're listening to the show, you're already on anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, there's so much going on right now. It's going to be a long he said he news, and then we'll get to Q&A. But uh, there's, it's just unbelievable. It just, I, I thought I had it all ready to go for the news, and then more and more and more kept going. And so uh, let's just uh, see how much trouble we can get into. All right, for the news, uh, looks like Bidens have given the White House a whole new meaning. Get it, White House? No, <laughs> might as well call it the crack house or Chinatown. You know, a little tip: don't discard your drug baggies in the West Wing. There's cameras all over the place. And those baggies are great for lifting fingerprints. Another little tip, stop putting all the enforcement agencies in compromising positions. It'll eventually backfire on you due to impeccable integrity tax by those within the agencies. So anyway, uh, just a little hint there. Also, Joe, the war we're illegally involved in to protect our deep state assets is in Ukraine, not Iraq. That illegal, that illegal war in Iraq we were deceptively dragged into was under a different administration at a different time. This is July 2023. A little quick reminder, put that in your day planner, let your hand rows know. Uh, might want to let it slip out that this is not the first time Americans have been lied to and pulled into war. Uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers have sent a cease and desist letter to Trump. No more telling the truth or alluding to the truth. Uh, I bet that letter rode the whirlpool on its way out to the ocean. Uh, Trump should frame all the indictments and send them back as Christmas cards to the lawyers in the future. You know, most will have jail cell addresses as well, because that's been the fate of other lawyers trying to take down Trump. So uh, let's see if they have any skeletons in their closets. You know, that's what happens. These guys go after Trump and then and they've got a boatload of skeletons in their own closets and and little investigation is done and boom, they just kind of vanish by the wayside. But we'll see what happens there. Um, by the way, there's no evidence to prove intent concerning the January 6th setup falsely labeled as an insurrection. You know, if Trump stated clearly, you know, to peacefully gather and respect law enforcement, you know, the right to protest is one of those pesky constitutional rights in the way of the corporate dictatorial democracy, the banana republic created by the present administration. So I want to pull out your constitution and look at that And uh, before you proceed any further in that. Uh, recently, Biden has become a hot potato with leprosy. Uh, to most Democrats, some polls are giving him a gracious 20% approval rating, which is now the same percentage of the mentally ill in America. You know, the mentally ill have just not been told yet. You know, might want to look up cognitive dissonance as well as Participate in your own enslavement and eventual demise due to the plans of the New World Order and the WF. Pulling the strings of your present administration. Kamala, in a speech, just said we'll have clean air and water after the depopulation program. Uh, Democrats actually think that does not include them. You know, a new poll states that over 80% of the people no longer trust the FBI or the DOJ. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Pelosi's nephew, Gavin Grusom, is eyeing the office of the president. He wants the rest of the country to look like California. His motto is, 
a tent city on every street. He wants Dodge the Needle and Sidewalk Poo Games to be added to the Olympics, along with a half-meter race to catch criminals. You know, they can't they can't chase criminals anymore. It's against the law. So uh in California. All right. So ever wonder why all the floods in California might be a message in there, you know, ever hear about Sodom and Gomorrah? You're getting real close. Newsom wants a nationwide ban on all gasoline engines, making China rich, building batteries and strip mining the rest of the planet to save the environment. Don't worry, we can fill in all those mines with toxic batteries. You know, on the flip side, traffic jams will be a thing of the past because the grid can't handle the load of charging all the new electric vehicles and the people can't afford to replace their batteries. So is it just me or is Megan narcissist? You know, is it Megan narcissism to keep a smile and a straight face while trying to paint a total fail as a success story? It's like putting lipstick on a on a pig, you know, it's like it's insane. And, you know, trying to say it's Marilyn Monroe. Sad thing is there's people somewhere critically thinking and research and morally impaired that will believe the Democrats and rhinos, no matter what they say, as Hillary said, keep them poor, sick, stupid and dependent. Seems to be the party line. Uh, here's a good one. Liberals are showing up at school board meetings, virtuous signaling, screaming like they're giving birth to a clawed demon, demanding critical race theory be reinstated, supporting the grooming and gender mutilation of our children. Speaking of which, hats off to Ron DeSantis. Uh, he did confront the Rainbow Coalition. And he told Biden, hands off the children. He also told the protesters, this means you as well, leave our children alone. Sounds like a Moody Blues song. Time for a remix on that one. Uh, speaking of music, Christy Noam praised the country music star Jason Aldean for his new song, Try That in a Small Town. Uh, going as far as offering in the governor's mansion as a potential potential concert venue. So, uh, so you know, they're really trying to censor that song. So whatever they try to censor, uh, it's going to take off. So... Uh, don't worry, Jason. <laughs> yeah. The more they try to censor, the more it's going to get out. So anyway, speaking of children, uh, critics, shills, trolls, Luciferians, and pedophiles are all joining together to stop the sound of freedom, as well as assassinate the characters of Mel Gibson, Jim Cavicchio, and Tim Ballard and company. Hollywood is an uproar claiming the moral high ground. <laughs> yes, I always love when, when Hollywood claims the moral high ground. Um, how dare they interfere in their porn, child, and sex trafficking, you know, interfere in their desire to make pedophilia legal due to supply and demand. It's breaking their bank. Any idea how much adrenochrome costs nowadays and if you can get it all and watch the lamestream news, anchors, magazine, and actors fully establish their characters and moral depravity on this one. Moral degeneration is one of the tools used to enslave and destroy a country by the global elite, and it is in full swing. And uh, guess who's participating in that one? CNN says, don't watch it, and Amazon and Netflix won't air it. Imagine that. You know, doesn't Obama hold major shares in Netflix? No more hot dog and pizza parties if Sound of Freedom goes viral. Let's make it happen, folks. Uh, a question that is like garlic to a vampire is, so you support the child sacrifice and sex trafficking? How about genital mutilation on children? Have you seen the verified uh, statistics concerning missing children? 
you know, that gets their panties in a twist real fast and shuts down the argument almost immediately. So just hit them up with those three questions and watch them slither away. Speaking of how dare you, our new World Order WEF champion Greta Thunberg paid a visit to the actor, porn star, comedian, Nazi, and president of Ukraine, Zelensky, to give her total support for weaponized bio-lads, child and sex trafficking, cluster bombs, polluted uranium, and continuing in an already lost war. Jumping out in the bandwagon that we must fight down to the last Ukrainian, you know, maybe she should stand on the front lines after all. She's 22 or something, you know. She's not an innocent little girl. And she's got quite a few jets, private jets as well. So so anyway, speaking of that, Jerry, uh, John Kerry, our climate czar, after denying he has a private jet, is demanding the average person reduce their carbon footprint to below 6,000 pounds. His family carbon footprint is about 325 cubic tons. Uh, so uh, let that one sink in. Uh, you might want to think, rethink the 15-minute smart cities. A man was driving his car and his smartphone picked up communication. It felt to be racist, so it locked him out of his house. Uh, with globalist 15-minute smart cities and the digital currency, they will control every aspect of your life. The WHO has created treaties that will allow them to, you know, through the global censorship apparatus, to censor anyone that challenges the official narrative. They want to create an economic and environmental shock to drive people in to their 15-minute smart cities and get them to sign away their freedoms. You know, come to think about that, the Quebec fires. They all started simultaneously, and that does fit right into the environmental shock program. Imagine that. Anyway, uh, folks, it's time for a disclaimer. This is comedy for entertainment purposes only, not to be taken as the obvious truth. We're not necessarily in agreement with the opinions given on this show and are not to be held accountable, just like past disclosure movements. This is entertainment only. <laughs> a lot of truth. Uh, back to the news. August is the launch of BRICS, gold and asset-based currency, said to top of the petroleum-backed dollar. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and a host of other countries, including some states in the U.S., 27 and counting are hopping on board. Might want to look into that. You know, it's always a good idea to have land turned into a food bank and find some fresh, a really good fresh water source, have it tested. Uh, that's what we do here. We just got... You know, we've got fish, we've got rivers, we've got fruit trees, we've got sheep, we've got big gardens, you know, we have everything. So the more you can get out of the system and get away from processed foods, the better. Anyway, the RV is supposed to have been launched on Tuesday. Seems to be a decade of Tuesdays have gone by. You know, like the blind man, woman, he, she, they said, we will see. Don't want to get the wrong gender on the blind man. Or whatever. I do have her believe uh, Jassar Nassar is in place as well as the quantum financial system. You know, we're just waiting for the military to flip the switch. You know, all civilian methods to restore the republic has failed. And and as anybody can see, we have a two tiered system and it's so corrupt. It's I don't think it's fixable. Uh, we need to start over. Uh, the disclosure movement has fallen on its face again. Uh, 70 years of poser shills and planned opposition screaming at politicians and the military to come clean. It's what Einstein called insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. For those who have not figured out yet, it's a kabuki theater controlled narrative. 
looks like some new blood is coming on the disclosure scene, totally disconnected to the old disclosure movement, having nothing to do with Greer and company and, and that group. So uh, his name is David Grush. I hope I'm spelling that right. Or Grush. Or well, and he's worked in the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. And he's decided to go public. He also worked with the federal government's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. You know, those agencies that don't exist because the government has no interest in UFOs. So they say. David is aware of evidence of landed and crashed ships, bodies, dead and alive, agreements with off-world civilizations, as well as successful back engineering programs. We believe he is with the White Hats and will not succumb to the controlled narrative. Time will tell. Hopefully we can get this put to bed so we can reunite with the spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders, some of which are our ancient ancestors who are returning. Uh, we can then quit with the ozone-burning rocket sideshow and get on with the anti-counter-gravity and free energy we developed in the 60s. Whoops, did I say that out loud? I wasn't supposed to mention that. Uh, Germans had it in the 30s, actually. Uh, you know, didn't the head of Lockheed say we have technology to take ET home? I believe he did shortly after he died. Uh, this just in: uh, Pfizer building was destroyed by a hurricane in North Carolina. Fifty thousand pallets of medicine destroyed. Was it an act of God, or did the White Hats have control of heart? You know, it's pretty interesting because the roof didn't come off, and everything was destroyed inside. So it looks like something else happened there. We won't won't speculate on that. And this next topic, it needs to be addressed because we keep getting uh, feedback from people and it's just beyond ridiculous now. And, uh, you know, it's the origin of many New Age beliefs, MKUltra and the CIA and other think tanks involved in social engineering, created many beliefs in the New Age teachings. It's a form of mind control. There are three premises I would like to address. One is it's all an illusion. Physical is unimportant. Um, Number two, evil does not exist. If you see evil, it is within you. So do not act or say something because if you do, you're not enlightened. Three, addressing evil is duality thinking, also showing a very low level of spirituality excuse me and all three premises are based on denial and there's nothing spiritual about denial and avoiding personal responsibility so if everything is an illusion take a run at a great tree and then get back to me you know that lesson will be over shortly and what happens in the physical world determines your hereafter so uh You know, if evil only exists in the mind, then why did evil exist before I was born and most likely after I die? Uh, Three, denying evil and not saying something, uh, taking action and setting boundaries is why evil persists. So the goal of these beliefs is to allow evil to go unchecked. Duality thinking is believing you're separate from people, places, and events. Enlightenment means being knowledge of the good, bad, light, dark, universal law, and actions outside of universal law. Words without deeds are dead. Living in denial of evil is living a half-truth. Judging people who recognize evil, address it, and take action is spiritual ego or a decision based on fear. There's positive, negative, yin-yang, dark light, and evil is in the class all by itself. We don't need evil to continue our existence, as many say. 
you know, it is actions against universal law out of balance that bring harm to others or life in general. Uh, if we're part of the planter liberation, then what are we being liberated from? You know, if this doesn't exist, what what are the White Hats movements? What is the alliance, the global alliance? What is the planetary liberation? You know, what is the Federation of Worlds? What are they dealing with? They all came here because they're confused, you know, and you know more than they do. Uh, come on, let's get a little realistic. Anyway, this is base logic. Um, you know, if you smugly, jo- uh, you know, smugly judge those addressing evil and doing the work, then we have to ask the question, who are you working for? MK Ultra, the CIA, other socially engineered think tanks or some other unseen malevolent force? Who benefits from, benefits from denying evil exists and not addressing evil or taking action other than evil? It's a no brainer. So uh, you might want to check yourself on that one. It's time to end the denial. To those who do spiritual healing or gatherings, it's the height of irresponsibility and dangerous to not create sacred space and clear these malevolent influences before you open people up to other realms and dimensions. Uh, Just because you're dead does not mean you're enlightened, and just because you're an ET does not mean you're benevolent. The bottom line is no matter what color, culture, religion, or gender, ask yourself with brutal honesty, am I creating heaven on earth? Am I acting within universal law? Universal peace, brother, sister, love, individual freedom and prosperity for all is universal law. Helping the less fortunate to rise to the highest potential in service to humanity and the earth is the walk. Might want to ask all political, religious and business institutions the same questions. The greed, lust for power and wealth at the expense of others in nature does not fare well in their light review. So, um you know, we all going to have to go through that light review and we're going to have to stand before a council and uh, explain to them, you know, <laughs> our life, what we did, you know, what was beneficial, what was harmful, uh, what was self-serving, what was in service to others. And it's going to be very embarrassing. So you might as well get it right now and uh, get on the right track. So Anyway, that's the news. Uh, There's more going on there. I would be here all day if I kept going, you know, with this. But um, the uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what time, how much time we got. Maybe we'll pop in and tell me when I go over. But I just messed up because my clock's messing up. But uh, anyway, so let's get on with the Q&A. James. Do malevolent entities have light ships that can power up or pulse, or is it only the high-frequency benevolent entities that have these abilities? Um, yeah, that's interesting because we have back-engineered a lot of, of ships, and uh, we have some pretty extreme technology, and I guess some of these ships can power up and turn into a energy or light ship and that's how they fly that's how they get from space to space so in in the higher levels i think of our batch back engineered programs we have some of those but uh you know here at ESETI, when we we see like god knows how many we're getting five in one frame we saw we saw probably um i lost track i mean i lost track after about 100 you know so and we're there for another couple hours, so almost about 200 ships. It's, it's like, and we don't have that much flying around up there. And they're not all hovering over Trot Lake. They got better things to do. 
Do you think white hats and black hats are different sides of the same coin and everything coming out is just a psyop? You know, I just covered that in in the monologue, but uh, no, I don't. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because some of the white hats are going to be, are, we're going to find out are black hats are not who we think they are. And some of the black hats we're going to find out are actually white hats and doing the kabuki theater thing. And I think all the masks are going to come off and they're all going to take a bow and we're going to find out who's who. You know, the the ones taking a bow are probably the white hats and the ones in Gitmo are going to be the black hats. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on the sky rearranging itself into new patterns or constellations? Yeah, that's an interesting one because we're watching the moon come up in different places. We're watching the uh, Milky Way change, you know, 45 degrees in in one night, from one night to the next. Um, There's been a lot of strange things happening in the sky. And so, uh, you know, I would not be surprised. And I think some of those new constellations aren't stars. Right. You know, a lot of those are ships parked up there. There's more to the question. Um, is this is this a fifth dimensional sky view beyond the veils? You know, that's interesting because we are moving in frequency. We mark, we're moving up through the vibration continuum. And so we're seeing more into the 4, 4D. Some people are seeing it in 5D all the way up to 7. You know, every once in a while you'll pop into up to 13th, you know, 13D. So um, the... We have some really powerful beings coming in lately that are eight and eight to the 13th dimension that are part of this process. So, uh, yeah, it, it's individual. Like some people are seeing all kinds of things happen. There's, I'm, I'm watching beings walking all the ranch that I didn't see before. They're just walking around like lumber nature spirits and, and things like that. And, and, uh, the higher energy beings and light beings are appearing seen a lot more of that so i think as we evolve we're going to start seeing more and more are there insects in 5d on up you know i'm not i think the insects are more in 4d and 3d um although there are people that have seen some praying mantises that are glowing you know that seem to be on a hairy very high frequency actually but uh uh you know, it's, uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I didn't ask. I didn't ask what dimension they were on. In your neck of the woods in Southern Washington, there's a place called Mel's Hole. Oh yeah. I would love to hear your theories if you have any. Uh, it was funny because I was on Art Bell a couple of times and we, we just found these old episodes and we're putting them up on the, on the site. But uh, right during that time, and I was listening to the Mel's whole story. Uh, and it, it is real. It is there. I went like I went there and I tried to go check it out. And they said the government already took it over. They walled it off and put a big cement dome over it. So um, I don't think you can access it now. I don't know what they're doing. They might be doing experiments with it, but some crazy things happened. You know, they had, they dropped a sheep down there, I guess, and brought it back up and it gave birth to some creature. And, and some guy threw his dog down there that died and uh, he saw it running around, you know, the next wow. day, but it was different. It was, it didn't even recognize him. It was acting really weird, you know, but uh, 
some crazy stuff they did and it just went forever so uh you know i'm not sure what there's all kinds of vortexes and dimensions and things when you get into these caves and and uh and so just about anything could be happening there have you felt anything about beetlejuice going supernova and if so what the effects are yeah if beetlejuice goes supernova then chicago's done you know because like you know, it's, <laughs> but uh i i think it's far enough away uh you know, I don't, it probably won't do too much damage. We'll have quite a light show, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys kind of read, read between the lines on that. <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to hear your opinion to the very common belief, at least here in Australia, where I live and between friends from a whole, from Europe. That being a healer implicates that you shouldn't charge money for doing healings because it's the duty of a healer to heal. This person is really getting confused because how do you feed your kids, you know, if that's what you're doing? Yeah. You know, basically, you're spending time and energy and uh, and you do. You need to feed your kids and you have. And, and so you want to be realistic about it. I think. It's a balance. I mean, some people are charging exorbitant fees for things, and I think it's way out of line. And and also, too, if somebody comes to you and doesn't have any money that's really hurting, I mean, you have a duty to help them as well, you know, if they ask for help. But uh, the um, it, it's a really tricky one. You've really got to go in the soul. But uh, we need frog skins to survive. You know, it's it's the... It's, you know, I struggled with that for a long time. I'll, I'll tell you one of my lessons and might help you is that here at the ranch, I was, I was just surviving on whatever I grew, whatever I could forage. And I was scrounging materials here and there to try to build things. And it was really a rough time. And people kept coming up and taking me away from the other work and from, from other jobs I could be doing and making money. And I was doing, and they wouldn't pay me anything. They would, I just said, make a donation. And they wouldn't pay me anything. And then one time I went into Hood River and I saw this woman say, I'm really broke. I can't afford it, but I really need help. And so I spent an hour and a half, took a couple hours with her and cleared all the stuff she was dealing. She was all felt great afterwards. And then and then I go into town. I see her buying an $800 hand-painted dress. And I I just went, my God. I go, that's it. I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm making a beggar out of them. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's basically I'm turning myself into a beggar and I'm turning them into a user, you know, there's, there's just weird karma around that whole thing. So, you know, we do, we do need to take care of ourselves. We do need to feed our family. We do need to pay our bills. And, uh, and so I think, uh, just sit with it and get really clear what's fair, you know, what is fair. And, uh, and, you know, the, the work that we do, like in transpersonal release sessions, it's like having 10 sessions in a row all at once. And so, and it's very affordable and we keep things that way. Just coming to the ranch is very affordable and we have a lot of uh, scholarship things and things like that. So, uh, each situation is different, and uh, but there's nothing wrong with accepting, you know, money for 
because because you're putting your time and energy i was thinking about it you know i've got 40 years of intense training into this and studying and working with the masters seen and unseen and studying with llamas and yogis and everything else like what does a dentist have what eight years <laughs> you know a doctor you know how many years they got in their eight ten years i'm like i'm not sure but uh you know why why is there such a big discrepancy you know and we actually heal people you know yeah. so you know we actually help people and uh, it's not a practice we we do it you know so so anyway um that's the best answer i can give you but it's there's nothing wrong with that but just you know i've seen people here's the new flashy way of healing you know it's a new program and some of these people are charging, you know, $800,000, $1,200 a session. And because it's the new, and I just go, oh my God, that's like way out of line, you know? So, and and there's some problems with some of them because if, if your focus is on the money and the fame and the notoriety, then then you're, you have the wrong come from. And if you don't have the right come from, then things come in and hijack your situation. So... Again, we, you got to do a big soul search on that one. Why do people say that Gigi Ping is part of the Alliance? I even heard that North Korea is working with the Alliance. How can that? You know, like I said, when when this is all said and done, people are going to take a bow. And uh, you're going to be shocked as to who's on the light side and who's, and who's not. Um, so there are... You know, I, I don't really want to comment on that until this is over, because then you're going to find out some things. But um, I don't want to interfere with what's getting ready to happen. But the uh, um, just things are not what, you know, you've got to work with the cards that are dealt to you, the cards that you have at hand. Can't always do exactly what you want. And the same thing with our leader, Trump, and <laughs> the leader of our military. And uh, and the and the others, you can only you can only do so much, and and they're working within the system till all the ducks are in the row, and then boom, there's going to be a big flip. So get ready for that. What will the retirement age be after ascension? I know. I don't know what retirement is. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to retire for years. I just don't even know what that is. I mean, how if you're here and you can help humanity, how do you retire from that? I just I don't I don't know. But uh, you know, if you really love your job and love what you're doing and you're doing something beneficial to humanity, you don't want to retire. You know, you don't. And so I think there'll be a lot of job changes and shifts going on within the industries and people are going to move away from things that, that no longer serve them. They don't feel good about, but you know, if, if you ascend <laughs> numbers don't mean anything. I mean, I mean, what you're thousand years, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to retire in a thousand years. That could happen. You know, I don't know. I've always heard the families behind the cabal are divided into separate camps, and most of the wars on Earth were these two camps fighting each other for territory, etc. And we're the monkey in the middle. Is this what we're living through now? You know, there are so many factions, that, and it goes back thousands of years. I mean, 
we know it goes back 450,000 years where there's in-house fighting with the ancient Lyrians that came here called the Anunnaki. And there's there's feuds, feuds, you know, family feuds, all these things have been going on for 450,000 years. And so there's just different levels of that, different players, but the, the it keeps going. Like even at Atlantis and Lemuria, the Palladians actually started those two colonies and and what happened is they they have a problem that when they get to a certain level of evolution, they get into a power struggle and the family split and and then they they end up going to war. They did that in ancient Lyra, and the Pleiadians are actually an offsuit. The peaceful scientists left Lyra before when they were having all the internal wars and went to the Pleiades and and the Orion system and the Hades system and colonized those. And from, from there, they went to Earth, Mars, and Maldek, or Malona, whatever name you want to call it. But that's the asteroid belt now. It got blown up in some of those wars. But uh, there's been great wars. There's been cataclysms. The Earth's been colonized several times. It's had a couple startovers, resets, you know, mainly due to pole shifts. So uh, we need to really get in touch with our real history. But, you know, basically, that's what we have to break the pattern we have to break that pattern. And when enough people won't play the game, then the game is over, you know, so. Anne wanted to thank you for last week's meditation. She loves oh. the communal group meditations as they have such a powerful impact to create our new world. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. You know, everybody, everybody participates in those. That's, that's a nice thing about it. Like everybody bring helps with the energy, brings the energy in. You know, so, so, uh, you know, it's the group energy that was, was here at the ranch. And then that energy went out and everybody else that participated in it helped change the planet. And if you watch, you see a lot of shifts happen after you do those meditations. I love those meditations. Yeah. What happens after a thousand years of peace? Not this shit show again, I hope. (laughs) Um, yeah. After the thousand years of peace, uh, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to go through something similar to a near-death experience. Like the whole planet is going to go through that. And it's going to be a shift where a lot of stuff is just going to be burned away. And the lower frequency consciousness and energy is going to find itself just floundering. You know, it, it can't function anymore. Uh, eventually, some people call it the solar flash. Everybody has different names for it. But uh, the Native Americans talk about the thousand years of peace that when the beast dies and fold, implodes and folds in on itself. And we're in the process of the beast dying right now. So after that, we join the rest of the universe in peace and the star nation return. And we're going to see technology. It looks like magic, both healing and, and energy technology, anti-gravity, counter-gravity, med beds, all that stuff. So we're in the process of the beast dying and then there's going to be a whole new renaissance of all this energy coming out or technology as well. Many, especially the elderly have Alzheimer's or dementia. Now, where are their souls when they are in these states of not recognizing their loved ones or in control of themselves? I tell you what, my, my father, when he, when he, uh, had that stupid thing in my head from, that movie, my father. No, <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what was that? 
uh, Austin Powers. But, <laughs> but he, <laughs> remember your father. <laughs> I don't know why that pops in my head. But anyway, my father, when he crossed over, um, we were with him. We we're all sitting with him. And um, he said some things that were really interesting. And, and at the time, I was struggling because I wanted to be at his side and hang out with him. But I was working with um, a scientist. I won't mention his name, but we were healing people and just miraculous healings were happening. Um, and we since had to kind of back away from that because the doctors all came after us and the FDA and labs are blown up and it just got crazy. But um, that's going to come out again, too. But the uh, uh, my dad was in that state, you know, like a comatose state. And there's two things he said at the end. In my mind, I was struggling with, with, uh, you know, not being able to be there and help my friend, you know, with all the, the, you know, the people coming to see him and everything. And then he, my dad turned around and he said, go heal. It, that, it just came totally lucid and just said, go heal. And then he turned around and he, and he's, he kind of rolled his head back and he said, beam me up. And those were his last words. And so there's two other things that happened. One, I went outside after he said, beam me up. And I took some pictures of the sky and I got this beautiful turquoise light ship. And he's part of the Orion Council of Light. And so, and, and, uh, and he was always aware of everything going on. But uh, but he would, when I would go to him and he was in, had dementia and he didn't recognize the rest of the family. He didn't even know who they were. But every time I I went to him, he knew I was there. And and he said my name and he was totally coherent. We had conversations. And the reason why is because I was also meeting him on the other side at the same time. So when when he was kind of not in dementia, he's actually was actually in another dimension. He was actually uh in in a light body or an energy body, astral body, whatever you want to call it. And he was working things out and, and arranging things, getting ready for his passing. So I was with him and I would I would meet with him and we'd talk and everything and sit down and he'd he'd tell me things that I had to figure out later what they meant. They didn't make sense sometimes what he told me, but then later on they showed themselves to be true. But um a lot of times when when they're getting ready to cross over, they're they're making a home in that other place they're going to and they're getting they're going through indoctrination, you might say, and and into these other dimensions that they're going to. And everybody's different. Everybody's gonna be going to different places, but a lot of them, uh, the reason, you know, they don't recognize you is because they're not even there. They're, most of their consciousness is in that other space that they're going to. Any suggestions on how to heal the heart chakra? You know, the heart chakra is really interesting. I had, I'll share a really, really rough experience I had. There was a woman I was with in, 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 very and loved her very deeply and and uh she kind of decided to run off of the trust funder you know and it was it was really sad you know it was it was like one of those heart tear your heart out things and i was really struggling with it and this this 14 year old girl and her mom uh came and she needed help you know we did some counseling work and stuff and and all of a sudden, the girl turns around, and she's just pure channel comes through. And it was like the divine feminine coming through her. 
And she said, you have to keep loving no matter how much it hurts. You have to keep loving because only love will take you through, you know, and take you through the whole experience. And I realized the pain was from closing down and being a victim. And that's where all the pain was coming from. But when I opened my heart back up and just kept sending love into the situation, you know, it, it flipped it. It totally flipped the situation. And, and I sat down with, with the woman I was with at the time, I sat down with her and I said, look, you need to make a decision. I can't live like this. And the energy of this other person is so bad that I'm feeling it. And, and so, you know, and I said, you know, I just kept loving her. It worked great on my side and her side. Her side didn't work too good because she just went off and went, does this, you know, ballistic hands. And, but I just kept holding that space through the whole thing. And she left, you know, she moved on. And I told her, I said, two weeks, you know, two weeks with this guy. And then you're going to find out who he really is. And two weeks later, it all fell apart. So. But uh, that was one of one of my experiences. But I, I just get you. There's there's nothing worth joy, and there's nothing worth love, and there's nothing worth giving it up. And that's our natural state. So we have to find that center, and don't let anybody pull you from that center. And sometimes it means you have to set some boundaries, but do it in love. You know, don't do it from a victim because then you have a lot of anger and all this other stuff in the mix. In 5D and higher, can we manifest without a replicator? You know, it, it's it's really weird because I've been trying to figure out what kind of abilities and powers a lot of these 5D beings have. And they seem to be able to uh, heal and send energy to you. Uh, they seem to have all kinds of download abilities. Like right now, they're downloading into my head. I can feel them coming in. Um my whole crown chakra is going off now. And it seems as you go up the vibration continuum and you go up to the higher dimensions, they have more and more abilities to do this. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of times I, f- I feel like I'm at death's door, basically, and they come and they do some work on me. And all of a sudden I get up in the morning and I'm fine. You know, and I said, you know, I'll go to bed. I go, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the night. I'm just so beat up from dealing with a lot of these other things we have to deal with all the time. and. And they seem to just put me back together again. So they do have some pretty phenomenal abilities. And when we see their technology, it's going to look like magic to us. And you're going to see miracle healings and things like that happen as soon as they're allowed to come here. As soon as this disposure movement, I did say that right, disposer movement (laughs) is over and the real disclosure happens is it true the gold and silver purchased in the last several years is not worth anything? I doubt it. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I think gold and silver will always be of value. I mean, they can, you know, in, in the future, I'm sure they can synthesize both of them. Uh, but I don't, what I heard, if, if, if you can do alchemy and sim- take lead and turn it into gold, it has kind of an energy signature and they can find it. They can find out, you know, they'll track it back to you and you're in big trouble. So don't, don't go playing with that. But uh, um, it, it's not that hard to take lead and turn it into gold, just add a few electrons, you know, but, uh, uh, but anyway. Who are the tall white ones surrounded by blue light? Hmm. 
It almost sounds like Andromedans because Andromedans are eight to 10 foot tall beings and they have magnetized light around them, light bodies. You'll see a white and blue light around them a lot, but my bet would be them, but um, I'd have to look into that situation to get clear. Could you please share your vision of the new world we are creating out of the ashes of the mess we're going through now? And how best do we navigate from here to there? You know, I think everybody's going to have a different new world. I mean, some people are going to be really into the to the ships, you know, and the technology and and uh, and other people are going to have a more spiritual life in harmony with nature and want to really work close to nature. That's more my forte. I do love technology, though. I mean, I, I want an anti-gravity scooter so I can shoot up to the mountain when they open the door. But uh, the, uh, um, I think it's going to be different for everybody. We can't judge somebody on their, uh, you know, a good example is what they do is is take the, um, the Pleiadians, take their kids, and they know what their sole purpose is, their own unique sole purpose, and they give them everything they need to excel to their highest potential. And then they take them up on the ships and turn them into a light being and the ship as well. And then they have a near death experience and they see they're totally one with creator and all creation. And they come back and then they, they give back to the whole because they know everything's equal. Everything's one, you know, so they're in service mode. So I think if we did that, we, we too would take a quantum leap and that's where we need to get to. But Again, every soul is unique. Every every soul has its own unique purpose, and they have different drives and different desires. So this is the last question I've got, and I'm hoping you can elaborate on it. Could you please talk about Inky? Do you think he is here, as some say, in order to support humanity and make some things right, to correct some things that the Anunnaki screwed up in the past? Did he give back the alliance to the alliance, the original DNA blueprint of the highly evolved humans? You know, what's interesting is uh, that's a really long story. We're going to have to save that for another show, but do a whole show on it, basically. But yeah, Enki's back. Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Enki's definitely the good, one of the good ones. There's a lot of benevolent Anunnaki that have returned to help in this planetary liberation process. And they're working with the Andromedans and, and the Orion Council of Light and the Palladians and and Arcturians and Syrians and all the other groups that are working with this. And they're all working together and they're actually calling the fallen ones before the councils and having they have to deal with what they've done that was outside of universal law and things. So it's it's really uh it's an ongoing thing. But uh uh I was just connecting with them yesterday, which is interesting, and I was getting the big download, but I need to work further with them and find out more. But uh uh, I found their energies very, uh, very powerful and almost intimidating at first, you know. So anyway, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of laughing you know, through the whole thing. Like, oh, God, this guy's huge, you know, the energy. But anyway, I think we're probably out of time. I'm not sure, but uh, we're probably going to have to check out of here. So anyway, this is uh, James Gillen with. As you wish, talk radio, and he said he's Stargate. Have a great evening. Keep an open mind, loving heart, and pure intent. And uh, share this with your friends. Get this information out. Uh, people need to kind of see what's really going on in the world around them. Because, And remember, enlightenment means to be in knowledge of all of it. The whole enchilada. The light, the dark, the good, the bad, everything. 
and master judgment and practice loving detachment. And then you can address these things without getting all flipped out about them. Well, anyway, so have a great evening and good night.